0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 29th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is our one of two and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, using the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, with all the checks and balances to protect us all from out-of-control bureaucrats and professional do-gooders. Yes, indeed, the supreme law of the land the Constitution for the United States of America is the answer. It is God, family, and country. It is protecting life, liberty, and property, and yes, it is that simple. We don't need professors to teach us how to do it. It was made for the average farmer. We can get it done. We can understand, but it takes a moral and a religious people. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing fantastic. We reject revolution, of course, unless it's a Jesus revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth is what we do. And ladies and gentlemen, it is a freedom-loving, faith-filled we're taking America back, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday, and we have Doctor Scott Bradley back after a little bit of a hiatus for us all for a variety of reasons. Welcome, my friend.
2: Again, I'm probably going to have to be retrained. I've been, uh, you know, out of the saddle for so long. I'll probably. It's fall like riding off, a bike. So. Yeah, well, you think so? But uh, I've fallen off of plenty of horses too. So uh, things happen, you know. <laughs> well, that's true.
1: Life happens for sure, and life is been happening for RFKJR big time, the Democrats literally, in my personal opinion, to which I'm entitled, committed flat-out voter fraud. He was rejected, not fairly dealt with at all. There was no debates. There was no considerations. So he finally bailed and left the Democratic Party. Now he's running on the independent ticket. Some are saying he'll be the next Ross Perot. But here's what's fascinating. He made an interesting statement. The Epoch is where I got this from, but here's what RFKJR says. Listen, we're headed to a system where the elites pick our leadership, RFKJR. Dr. Bradley, before we go any further, you want to respond to that?
2: Well, headed to, I think that's a little bit of a misconception. I think that we are largely there I think he's trying to break that a little bit. But, you know, this is a really, really, really strange time. I mean, you know, you got the Russian uh, guy that's been—he's in Siberia now, serving a 19-year sentence for running against Putin here, I think it was in 2017. we got the latest one that was just here a few days ago, uh, found there was inconsistencies in their filing paperwork, and so they were banned from the election. And and so everybody goes, oh, my goodness, Putin, Putin, he's just such a tyrant. He's doing all this kind of bravo, Sierra, to keep his opposition down. And here in the United States of America, I have to say I'm wondering how far we are from that. I mean, when when Trump was removed in Colorado, they're going to put a stay on that until the Supreme Court rules. Yeah, just so the point is now in, Trump
1: is back on the ballot in Colorado, according to the— uh, no on in, in Colorado, in, according to the— uh, no. Colorado Secretary of State, he's on the back on the ballot in Colorado. Okay, but in Maine, just been removed by the. In Secretary Maine, he's of off State. the ballot. They claim so far. Okay, so California Secretary is of State leaves Trump on ballot. By the way, so a lot of people called for California to do this. They left Trump on the ballot, so they're ensuring that this is a Supreme Court immediate discussion is what's happening here.
2: Well, here's the deal: How far are we from the Putin-ish kind of? Uh, uh, village that he's built over there to the village we've got over here. I mean, RFK Jr., he's talking a little bit about uh, you know, the elites picking and everything like that, but I mean, he's been denied Secret Service protection three times. I mean, there's got a track yeah. record in his family. His uncle's been killed. His dad's been killed. I mean, there's been so many... Uh, you Running know, as a Kennedy... presidential,
1: candidate, presidential candidate with, believe it or not, more support than anybody but Trump at this point, or maybe Biden, I guess you could say, oh, uh, I, I in, in, on Biden's any side plan. of the aisle. He's got more support than all of them.
2: And so here they are. The, the White House could have assigned him Secret Service protection. I mean, they got family members of, of Biden that are being protected that I have to they say. Have grandchildren Ooh.
1: being protected.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. And so so here's a... a um, a viable candidate. presidential candidate. Yeah, he's uh, he's out there running. He's got a fundraising program. He's, I mean, Utah, by the way, has tried to keep him off the ballot, too. I think that might be resolved here. Uh, well, it'll maybe take until March to do so. But Utah moved the um, signature gathering day up until the first week of January. I think we talked about this some, some time ago. but. But it's always been the first week in March, and, and I think they got their pants scared off of them, seeing that JFK, excuse me, RFK Jr. was, uh, was uh, making some headway in Utah. And so, so the uh, lieutenant governor in the state of Utah runs the elections. Now, that's that's a real inconsistency in terms of how things ought to be. Well, it and is the, a this, problem. It's For a sure. big problem.
1: And, and, you know, the Republicans would look at the Democrats and say, oh, they're doing what's wrong. And then the Democrats would look at the Republicans and say they're doing what's wrong. In my in my opinion, all of them, both of these uh, parties, these private organizations, are committing criminal acts. This is my opinion to which I'm entitled. They're all guilty of election fraud. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, the only one that has the guts to stand up, along with RFK Jr., Vivek Ramaswamy pledges to remain off the main ballot or off the ballot in any state that illegally mars Trump by taking him off the ballot for 2024. Um, Vivek2024.com is where this comes from. It's a press release from their campaign, uh, but he's basically simply saying, look, this is wrong. You can't take Trump off the ballot for being guilty of an insurrection because he has never been charged with any insurrection, uh, you know, charges or nothing's been filed Not even talking about a conviction here, but yet the the president of the United States is saying it, that everybody's saying it. There's no evidence whatsoever. There's no charges. There's no trial. There's no conviction there. But yet they're saying this and Vivek's just saying, look, this has got to stop. And believe it or not, uh, he's an attorney as well. And he just simply says, I will I will not have my name on the ballot of any uh, state that denies Trump. So this is kind of interesting because now it's affecting two candidates. He also threw down the gauntlet to all the others, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis and all the other clowns in the in the runnings. He basically said, if you guys don't do the same thing that I'm doing, which means, hey, we're all off the ballot in whatever state denies Trump because of the rule of law here, you guys are party to the problem. Uh, and I, I'm re- paraphrasing what he said, but basically he's saying, you know what, you're as guilty as, as, as anybody else because you're not— standing against this activity uh, by these states. I think Vivek's right on this.
2: Well, he is, and, and there's a lot of other water-muddying stuff that's going on with Vivek, too, but we don't need to take a tangent right now. But the fact of the matter is that this is putin This is absolutely what a tin horn dictator, banana republic kind of country would do. And um, I find that... Uh, it's it's just appalling to me that there's this open effort to completely steal elections based upon the elites making all these calls. I mean, Biden did the same thing. Uh, well, the Democratic National Committee did the same thing when they said there's not going to be any discussions. Well, first of all, Biden would not have had any luck attending one unless somebody, you know, diapered him up and brought him in and stood him on the stand. But but the fact of the matter is there's uh, it's it's a closed circuit right now, there is uh, it, it's basically everybody on the inside of the party world is calling the shots, and I really think that the uh, RFK Jr. Uh, Secret Service thing is he I, when he talked to Tucker Carlson here some months ago, he said that Biden's trying to bleed him dry and and that. I mean, bleed him white, that's the word he used. He said he's trying to bleed him white, which is an unfortunate choice of phraseology, almost, in my opinion, because of the track record his dad and his uncle had. But but it's it's, it's from another phraseology in, in re- reference to the funding. He is spending gobs of money for security. They have had security breaches that have had to be dealt with in their private residence and, and the um, there it's a very real possibility of difficulty. And well,
1: and Vivek has even... had similar uh, attacks on his kind of motorcade or whatever. He had a car incident or whatever by some protesters and stuff like that, too. And, uh, you know, whether he's going to end up with Secret Service protection, you know, over time is going to tell. Because the next debates are coming up. And you know what? Most people are going to be weeded out because they keep, quote, raising the bar
2: and changing the game on the debate. Parameters. Well, that's that's true, and the guy that's involved. We seem no want to be able to be everybody. in the
1: debate, except for Donald, except for he doesn't want to be there.
2: So yeah, he's he's not going to sign up for that, and so so it really is a manipulative process. And uh, again, I, we've said this on the program a lot. We need some Lincoln Douglas type uh, discussions. We need some Kennedy Nixon type discussions. You know, uh, these kinds of things can happen without the loaded um baited questions that come in from from yeah, yo can
1: they only can as long as candidates have the guts to take on the republican party like vivek did yeah uh literally calling out the scandalous behavior uh by standing up and saying look if you're going to play games and take people off the ballots our candidates then i'm not there either protesting it and stuff rfkjr pointing out the highlighted issues, saying hey elites are picking our you know elected officials now and until you call a halt to the con game, but see, none of the other Republicans are really saying much about any of this.
2: Well, they're in a-
1: not even in Congress or anywhere. Do I see real any real protest or real serious action? Now, we did have on uh, the leader of go ahead and skip the break. We do that. Uh, we did have on the leader and I'd have to look up his name right now. His name is uh, uh, Dave. Or uh, Anyway, he uh, is the leader of the Republican Party in Colorado. We had him on talking about how they were going to push to make sure that Trump was on the ballot. That's how that got overturned uh, by him and his crew. So uh, there are a few people standing up, but not near the outrage that you'd expect. Uh, when we, we say there's no election tampering, be it junior can't even run on his own ticket. Uh, then you know what? Trump is kicked off the ballot for something that there's no evidence that he even did, much less tri- uh, trial charges, conviction, none of that. But yet they're making the claim. Um, you're guilty too, doctor. I don't know why. Oh, just cause.
2: See, it's that attitude, right? That's the problem. Well, that's the that is a huge problem. And again, I don't, I can't think of a more appropriate real time example than what's going on in Russia right now. With one guy just been shipped to Siberia that had the audacity to oppose Putin back in, I think it was 2017, and this most recent one where their paperwork. Was well, it's just not quite in order. Yeah, so by the way, it was GOP.
1: It was Colorado GOP Chairman Dave Williams that was on with us, uh, by the way, just for clarity.
3: Anyway, well, sorry, I,
2: I'm not sure he got it turned over. All he did was there was enough public outcry, which we need more of in all instances of everything that's happening on. But, but I think the public is saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and the it would have been stayed, I am sure, almost without any, um involvement of the Republican Party in Colorado could be so but, uh- I, I'm almost positive. I mean, think about this. I mean, you I'm, d- go out, I'm just judge- saying. At least guys like
1: Dave Williams and others are standing up and trying to do something about it. Sure. Uh, and trying well, to create well, accountability. They're different from the national Republican Party, is my point. See, these sta- a lot of times these state leaders are better than a lot of the national leaders. Now, does that mean they're great and perfect and follow their platform and really follow the Constitution? No, not at all. Now, Dave Williams probably is an exception, uh, but I'm just telling you. Uh, that there's a big difference on the local levels in the Republican Party versus the the federal level uh, in terms of a lot of local people are trying and a lot of local people are good in spite of the system, right?
2: Well, and where are our trusted representatives? I put those in quotes, those air quotes, and you can't see my hands working. Yes, yeah, I don't, don't wave my arms. Sir. Yeah, yeah. So you cannot say our trusted representatives are doing anything. There That's should be right, an great. outcry from both parties I mean, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. What you're going to see is tit for tat. Every time they turn around, we swap a little bit of power. Somebody's going to go for a little vengeance. It's going to become more and more acrimonious. And, and this idea that that somebody that, that well, it's a nature and disposition of almost all men. When they get a little authority, they begin to abuse it. Uh, Daniel Defoe, back in the beginning of the 1700s, said all men would be tyrants if they could. And And Lord Acton said, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And so what we have is these little tit-for-tat things that are going to go on. They're going to have increased, I I would say, escalation of uh, the audacity of them, and maybe even uh, bring about violence. Who knows? But the, the people today should be completely appalled. I don't care if you're the most let us I, I hate the term liberal and conservative, but let's say the most liberal Democrat in California has to be able to say at some point, wait, this is un-American. This is an unjust, y- abusive power, and we need to say, dial it back, baby. Let's let the system, play it out. You know, goodness knows I'm not a Trump, um, if you will, um, acolyte. I'm just not, Okay. But the fact of the matter is that uh, I got got excommunicated from the Republican Party back in 1992 when I uh, supported the idea of letting someone get on the ballot that, uh, you know, agree with him or not, the voice should have been heard. Yeah, it's kind of like this. I Uh,
1: may not agree with
2: what you say, but I agree that you have the right to say it, right? Exactly. it's, It's that attitude. And and the Republicans said, no, 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 you're not you're not the mainstream, you know, down the line, party line kind of thing. And so they held a star chamber, I call it that. It wasn't quite that, but it was just about that. It was a little gathering of the Central Committee. Oh, that's too ah, communist party-ish, in my opinion. Central Committee gathered, and they booted me out. And I said, holy cow. Yeah, with no appeal, well, process of any kind. You're done, no, buddy. No, there's none, none. In fact, I was stripped of my credentials, uh, credentials, if you will, to be a county delegate and a state delegate to the conventions. Yeah, to never mind a, that
1: you were elected to that by others.
2: Absolutely. Who and, cares and about that, the, see? The precinct chair, for example, of, uh, you know, we have voting precincts in our in our state. At any rate, all of that stuff stripped from me because I was not – Mm, I don't know what you call it, true blue enough. They think you will
1: bend the knee, sir.
2: True blue enough. And so the same kind of stuff happens. It's been happening. Look what happened to Ron Paul. Ron Paul, he he was not only a populist, he was running a campaign that was so unique. You know, first one really, maybe he wasn't the first one, but he was the first major one, I think, that did a social media kind of thing. And they butchered him, and the shenanigans that happened. But look yep. what happened back in the nineteen fifty-two um, uh, Republican Party National Convention when the Eisenhower goons came in and took control of the sound system and and everything. I mean, I've been at conventions literally when they shut the mic off when I come to the stand. I have been there, and and you know everybody says, "Well, yeah, you know, I can sure see that." I mean, there's this big mouth up there going to do something, but. But the fact of the matter is, when you get up and you express and, and uh, expose, they get worried that there might be somebody woke up. And I've yeah, literally had do. it. As, In as fact, like, I'll go give you this example to, to make the
1: point. Secretary of State of Arizona, guy's name is Adrian Fontes, I guess it is, um, <clears throat> told Wired Magazine, he said this, quote, listen to this, at the end of the day, if you're threatening violence – or committing acts of violence to achieve a political end, that's terrorism. Plain and simple. Now, what I find interesting about that quote is um, it's hard for me to understand. Are they threatening violence if they won't give RFKJR any Secret Service protection? Uh, Isn't that in a way a threatening of violence, knowing the historical situation that he finds himself in? To he, me, he that, it's literally bordering on terrorism to deny him protection and give the grandchildren of, uh, say, Barack, of um, Biden uh, protection, but not RFKJR, almost like an open door to come and get him.
2: You know, I, I, you're absolutely It, it really but is. You, but you think about threatening violence. Well, what does that mean? If you're doing violence to the American electoral system and 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 it's not like you've thrown hand grenades in the front office of some no but it is like you put a black
1: robe guy to kick him off the ballot with no evidence whatsoever exactly that's That's hostile that's
2: it that's as violent as it gets using the system as a weapon against the people that's violent then that's exactly what's happening right now we have guys in white shirts and ties and suits and black robes that are in positions of power that are pulling the levers of government. And doing violence to our liberty, to our vote. I mean, think about Ammon Bundy. Think about what the uh, election, not, uh, not the election system, but the legal system has done to him. I mean, literally, he's had to go underground to prevent from, from being crushed by the system. And he is largely crushed financially. And completely denied say,
1: due process along the way as well. No discovery, but, no due process,
2: no protection from the law for him at all. Here's the deal. And he's already served two years, and he's guilty of nothing, right? right here's the deal they're they're going in a courtroom and they stand before a pontificating jackass of a judge that stands there and says i'm going to strip this individual of everything we we didn't do it by guns we didn't send, send thugs in with with uh, you know billy clubs and bricks and everything else like that to beat him to death or or to uh, injure him to the point that he couldn't stand up no 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 we just do it in this um Button down, straight laced uh power that we hold, raw power. That's and this isn't just Bundy, it has unbridled all the time. raw power. It is. And and here's the deal, it's happening all over the place. And I say, Oh other than that, it's not too bad, but we we get... Yeah, and if so... Sam
1: speaks out against it, then Sam is the nexus of white supremacy, hate, and anti-government. Never mind that I promote the proper role of government every single day, and I've done so for more than a quarter of a century.
2: That doesn't matter, right? Well, you know, we are... You know, government is a necessary evil. That's kind of an interesting way to That's put right. it. Where we have That's to true. have... Society says, okay, we're going to create... Uh, and I could give you some uh, analogous kind of parables, if you will, to help people understand that. Kids seem to get it quicker than adults do. But government is there to, pe- to prevent the big bad guy from hurting the little weak guy or gal, okay? And, and that government is, is to prevent force, fraud, and debauchery. And, and government is a preventive kind of thing in terms of um, unrighteous power. But Yeah, it's government becoming... should live
1: in the defensive world, not the offensive world.
2: And it's becoming the offensive, unrighteous power dominion, and again they do it in the courts. They do it in legislative actions. They, in fact, they the courts it. now
1: have become the most powerful branch of government. It was intended to be the least powerful.
2: Yeah, there's no question about it, and that's why the uh, you know the, the justices were, you know the judges were appointed. People say for life. No, they some of them should have life, but. They were appointed for good be term of good behavior. That's right. And the reason was that it was the weakest of all of the elements of government. And in addition to that, I mean, so they couldn't abuse powers. That was the American founder's perspective. They were less so likely to have be the Activists capability.
1: from the bench. That was the intent to prevent that.
2: Absolutely. You're there Absolutely. to
1: literally interpret if you don't like the law so what you could have done what what any of these courts could have done even the supreme court could do about trump is they could say listen because there's no charges filed against trump on the insurrection charge you claim he's guilty of it's dead in the water it's gone there are no charges there are no convictions he is innocent next he's on the ballot by, by and, by and the to way. take him off we will um uh, you know have uh, others or recommend suing those who take him off the ballot We'll sue this private party and say, look,
2: you can't do this. See, there's always been this manipulative kind of thing. I mean, I am not naive to, enough to think that even in the founding era, there was not manipulative processes. Oh, there totally clear. was. In the political, it's the nature of man. It really is. And and I'll just use it. It's the nature of too. man. And
1: it's also the nature of systems, of, of structures, of organizations,
2: right? It is. It's it's mortal, and that's why the checks and balances, the separation of powers. See, here's the thing. Think back in the d- days of the Whigs. I mean, W H I G S. Okay, and and what they did, they were a, a a mercantile big business, pull the levers of government on behalf of of the uh, their particular agenda. And they were being pulled on behalf of the agricultural people. That are in the deep South mostly, and of course in the in the West, and and so what happened is it, it set the stage for the Civil War, and and we're doing the same thing today. Big business that say Republicans. Anyway, we'll have to talk about it, Mabry, of when Hang we come tight, back. Ain't that, ladies and gentlemen?
1: You are listening to the Good Doctor, Doctor Scott Bradley, Freedom's Rising on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live.
0: Claiming liberty across the land.
3: You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. Maine's top election official removing former President Trump from that state's 2024 Republican primary ballot. Maine's Secretary of State Shanna Bellows made the decision Thursday. It came after a bipartisan group of former lawmakers in that state challenged Trump's position.
1: I was duty-bound to follow Maine law to ensure the candidates, all the candidates who appear on the primary ballot are qualified for the office they seek.
3: Bellows says Trump knew the risks for violence January 6, 2021 and ignored them, which she believes disqualifies him from seeking office. Trump's team has argued the former president incited nothing that day and was only participating in free speech demonstrations that got out of hand. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is still fighting what analysts call a losing battle to ramp up his campaign to get the GOP nomination for the White House. In a recent interview, DeSantis said that he doesn't care what people think and that he's not trying to be liked in Washington. Uh, I want to return this government to we the people. Uh, it's gotten way, way outside its skis. It's focusing on issues that these entrenched elites care about, and it's leaving Americans behind. He went on to say his plan is to be a two-term president. DeSantis has fallen behind Nikki Haley in some GOP primary polls. Former President Trump remains a strong frontrunner, with roughly 50 percent support among likely Republican voters. Unemployment claims rose in the week leading up to Christmas, signaling... Further cooling of the labor market, as reported by the U.S. Labor Department, initial filings for unemployment benefits rose by 12,000 to reach 218,000 in the week ending December 23rd. It marks the second consecutive rise in jobless claims. This is USA News.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman and Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, lovingliberty.net on your radio. We're talking about um, Maine kicks Trump off the ballot. Colorado's on a temporary kind of stay or they won't. California won't. Ramaswamy pledges that whatever ballot Trump's kicked off of, he's taking himself off of as well and challenges other Republicans to do so. But the party's been shanghaied, ladies and gentlemen. Both parties have been. And this Secretary of State of Arizona, ladies and gentlemen, I believe really brings the you know, reality check home. But, of course, he's not understanding it in relation to reality. Adrian Fontes of Arizona, the Secretary of State there, basically says this. At the end of the day, if you're threatening violence or committing acts of violence to achieve the political ends, that's terrorism. I agree with that general idea, but uh, when you say violence, what does violence mean? If you literally kick somebody off the ballot in state after state on this lie, that's all it is. It's a lie that Trump is guilty of an insurrection. First off, there was no insurrection. Secondly, uh, did he lead it? There's zero evidence. There's zero filing of charges. There was no trial. He is guilty of, convicted of nothing, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious. And to me, if you literally kick someone off the ballot, you're election tampering. So we've got fraud from election tampering going on now. If you kick somebody off the ballot like this without evidence, assuming they're guilty, even Joe Biden said, hey, Trump's guilty of this insurrection. I hate to bust burst their bubble, but no, he's not. He's not guilty of any of that. There's not even been charges filed, much less a conviction. How can anybody in their right mind even stand for this? They're basically, this is, in my opinion, weaponizing the system and using violence via the black robe. Dr. Bradley, I don't think I'm taking this too far either.
2: No, I I believe there's uh, ample evidence that this is happening in, a, in right before our very eyes, I mean, it's 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 being stolen now. My comments to this point in our discussion would indicate I have no love lost for for uh, uh, Putin in Russia. I just don't. I don't but mean- I often I often say that he's a better Russian than Biden is an American, and, and and I mean, and I think there's pretty good evidence that that he's got a perspective where he's trying to watch out for his country. I mean, he's he's a tyrant and and a KGB former KGB agent and a communist and all that kind of stuff, and if you don't know my position on all those things, you probably ought to listen more often. But the fact of the matter is that that he's trying to do what he's doing within a ironclad, fisted, vicious system that, for a hundred years, has been horrific. And Biden's just introducing Biden and his administration, the Democratic National Con- Convent- Committee, the Republican National Committee, the different state organizations. They are off the rails uh, today, and we're seeing this happen in our lifetime before oh, yeah. our very eyes. And And it's just accelerated. I think three years ago, the gloves were four years almost. The gloves were taken off. They discovered they can do anything they want, anything they set their yeah, little hearts that's right. to. And here's they the can proof take in our... the pudding.
1: There's a Seattle Parks and Recreation um, Division that just demolished a Black Lives Matter memorial under police supervision. They say the city justified the destruction of this monument, of this BLM Memorial Garden, if you will, um, which was basically, listen planted spontaneously in the city's uh, Cal Anderson Park area during what they call the 2020 protests. See, they don't use the word riot here, uh, but they basically took this down. They noted that it had become a haven for drug use and other kinds of criminal activity, they say including unauthorized camping and it goes on. But the reason I bring this up is they took that monument down. That monument was planted or created during a violent uprising. I would call 10 times the insurrection uh, the January 6th ever was. Uh, It lasted for months. They literally created a city in the middle of a city called Chaz. Uh, and, And now finally it takes till now to where they take that monument down. Meanwhile, Monument to Confederacy is removed from Jacksonville, Florida. They just took it down. Uh, so we've got serious problems on our hands. Is that stuff violent? Well, they're protecting violence as they claim they're against violence, doctor.
2: Well, this. Uh, let's just talk about this Confederacy monument stuff for a minute. Um, the, the violence that, I mean, holy cow. I mean, I, I, if you haven't been to Portland or Seattle in the last four years, you probably don't have any idea what we're talking about. I mean, I have,
1: there's homeless camps everywhere. It's nuts on parade. It's crazy. It, it's just it evolved into like
2: a third world country, buddy. They're refugee camps in the, in the biggest sense. You know, you think about all of the filth and the, I mean, it's just amazing, but a century ago or more, in many instances, um, <clears throat> reconciliation <clears throat> to help heal the nation after the so called Civil War was happening. And here in Arlington, we have uh, monuments that were put up. You have them throughout all sorts of places, the naming of, of uh, buildings and bases and everything else like that. That's all being stripped out. The memory hole is being expanded. Uh, to a uh, basically a dumping ground where they're going to just strip everything that had anything to do with, with that Civil War. Yeah, and I'm going to say the monument
1: to Confederacy should be let stand. It was put up through the proper role of laws and everything else. The Seattle Parks and Recreation CHAZ one they should take down because it was put up by violence and put up without uh, obeying proper laws and rules and guidelines and everything else. Uh, but they're treating the Confederates worse than they are the CHAZ leaders
2: well there's no question about that and and a lot of the you know a lot of the confederate officers for example fought on the side of the american officers in the spanish american war these guys became comrades in arms later on again you know friends at first friends at last but the basis of so much is the fact that i mean uh, john adams said this constitution was only made for a religious and a moral people and our religion and our morality has been completely eviscerated our our school system teaches a godless philosophy of of humanistic uh, perspective that worships the the learning and wisdom of man, which is ever shifting. Uh, so we have raised generations, literally, of individuals that that had you know their six eight hours a day in public education was a godless philosophy. The religions have have backed off; they've become cowards in the face of COVID, for example, where they shut down religious services and all religious uh, expression in a public setting. Uh, the leadership of the religions are complicit in this whole thing, too. And, and uh, you know, the First Amendment, oh, forget it. You can't, I mean, this right to re- worship, well, they capitulated. And and it didn't have a, uh, an escape clause for a germ that came into the town. And Second Amendment, it's it's on the list, too. Oh, well, uh, right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. 25,000 uh, laws against the right to keep and bear arms later, we're still having this eroded. Our elections are being eroded, free and open elections. And, and they say in the name of free and open elections, we're going to constrain the ability to have elections. Our, and, and, you know, they're going to have take away all of the uh, safeguards. The idea that you appear before someone in your voting precinct that knows you and you sign a paper, you show your, you know, that you're a valid voter and everything. All of this stuff is being taken away. Ballast har- ballot harvesting, uh, you know, they bail them up and send them in by the crate. I mean, come on. The whole thing is, uh, I think they discovered about three and a half years ago, four years almost, that people will fold on almost everything and they're running rampant now.
1: Yeah, the interesting thing is Nikki Haley got asked about the Civil War, for example, to make your point. Nikki Haley uh, didn't mention slavery when asked what the Civil War was about. She didn't say slavery and now she's getting criticized so now headline says Nikki Haley acknowledges Civil War was about slavery after criticism. Now, I got a problem with all this because they say Nikki Haley takes questions from supporters um, after receiving the endorsement of this, you know, New Hampshire governor or whatever like this and stuff like that. Um, Chris whatever Sadoo or whatever his name is during this town Senator. hall or whatever. And she was yeah. asked about all this kind of stuff and she didn't really mention it. She basically said, well, it was about how we're going to run our government now. I actually think that she's, I don't, I'm not a backer in Nikki Haley. I think she's a nut. I think she's a, a globalist and I think she's a problem. Go ahead and skip the break. That's my opinion. But in this, she's right. It was about how we're going to run our government. Um, I don't know that she declined to mention slavery, but she came down. She said it really came down to the role of government. Um, I think slavery had a role in it, but I don't think it was about slavery. I think it was about states' rights for the most part. I think Nikki answered it rightly, but then instead of having the guts to stick to her gun, she caved and melted and flip-flopped and everything else. Look, it is about how we're going to run our government. We lost a lot of states' rights and a lot of state um, sovereignty uh, over the Civil War. Uh, And the issue wasn't just slavery. There was a lot of issues. States' rights were at the core of it all. Uh, Dr. Bradley, and we, uh, we opened a Pandora's box, really, is what we did. Um, Nikki had the guts a little bit to kind of hint at that. I don't know if she understands the whole historical reality, but in my opinion, her big mistake was walking it back. What she should have done was clarified and said, of course slavery is part of it. We, had, we wanted to decide what our government was going to do with slavery and state rights and everything else. Uh, she waffled and melted is the problem, but it's interesting her response in the first place, Dr.
2: You know, uh, first of all, I, I really believe that the establishment finds her to be the darling of the Republican Party right now. And uh, your your points of their young world leader and the globalism and, and her big government perspectives, et cetera, et cetera, would all testify to that. I think the other part that's testified of here is how most of these candidates are about as veneer thick when it comes to principles they have talking points uh they have things that that you know they're going to be able to to hit in about a, a 30 second spot and, and their depth and breadth beyond that is just absolutely non-existent and so when you get out of their water if you will um where they're you know they're, i mean this shallow uh you don't even have to tread water in it you can walk in it ankle deep uh and, th- and they they're all safe there But when you get into something that has a deep, wide answer, which the Civil War does, the multifaceted issues that had to do with that, that were were established years before, back in the 1820s, the idea of the regionalism, the idea of the Whigs, we brought the Whigs up earlier. Lincoln was a Whig leader, a young Whig leader in in, uh, Illinois as uh, the Whigs were dying, but the Republicans picked up that banner and carried it forward. The big centralized government, the mercantilism and the issues of, of tariffs and the idea of how they're going to manipulate the government on behalf of this and that. And the other. Again, I'm I'm just nibbling on the surface here on this, but when th- there are so many issues that went into the Civil War that had been festering for so long and I don't think that she has the depth to be able to even discuss any of those things. And we oversimplify it by saying it was slavery. It was, that's it. It's done. Well, Lincoln well, would she, have... She, she tried, but she doesn't have the knowledge or the guts or the
1: whatever it takes. Look, she said this. I think it always comes down to the role of government and what the rights of the people are, she says. Now, I think that's a, 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 an honest answer. It needs some exploration, and someone needs to push and stand up and dig in a little harder. Slavery might have been one of those pieces, but this was about state autonomy. This was about, do you have the right to leave the union? If you have the right to join the union, do you have the right to leave? Can you dissolve a contract you created as the real? These are the questions that really need to be fleshed out and talked about. In my opinion, Nikki basically started on the right track for about a second. Then she caved, and acknowledged civil war, was about slavery after criticism. Now, I'm not saying that it's not okay to acknowledge slavery was involved. But when you do that, what you've done now is you negate the whole point you tried to make. Okay? What she should have done was quadrupled down and said, you guys are off your rock nuts. Slavery was part of it. States' rights were at issue. The proper role of limited constitutional government with its checks and balances were at issue. State sovereignty was part of the discussion. And then dug in about this, if you have the right to join... Or create a contract, you have the right to dissolve the contract you created. See, I think that uh, I'm not a secessionist. And I don't believe in secession. I'm grateful the country stayed together. However, I do believe that those who can create a contract can dissolve it. To suggest otherwise is a, is a violation of logic and principle. So I don't think that it's the right remedy. And she, see, she could go in and explain all this,
2: doctor. Well, absolutely. She should be able to, but I don't believe she can. Uh, and I think that the, that that kind of presents a great deal of the problem we have right now in our political system. We have a bunch of empty suits that are uh, probably manipulated and controlled and and uh, fully influenced, at least by the deep state uh, that's out there. And and those those elements are completely destroying our free. Nation, our our uh, constitutional republic that uh, limits and bounds and checks and balances, and, and and government does not have the authority to do probably at least eighty to ninety percent of the stuff it's currently doing, but the empty suits that are there, I don't know what you call a woman's. I guess they they wear suits sometimes now too, but but she's an empty suit, and and as are most of those that are that are speaking, I think some have come i mean i think robert f kennedy jr would have a really good discussion about a lot of things he he's not perfect by any means he doesn't know all the answers and in fact some of the answers he's suggesting are absolutely diametrically opposed to the constitutional form of government but i think that you could have an intelligent discussion with the man and most of the people that are currently running you cannot have an intelligent discussion they wave their arms and pontificate and use little sound bites and, and talking points and stuff, but they're out of their water once they get done with those sound points, you know? And so I I, I think that we're in deep trouble here as a nation and and some real statesmen like um I don't know, some diplomats, some Some wise old heads. But but, I would have doubled down on the
1: states' rights discussion. What an opportunity to educate that Nikki missed. I mean, she started out right. She said, hey, you know what? It's about how government's going to work. It's, it's, uh, you know, what the people's rights are and the role of government. Okay. And, and what they've done is they've obliterated, under the Civil War and the Reconstruction era, they've obliterated both to a great degree. Yeah. The states are nothing but political subdivisions of the federal government. See, she could have really doubled down and educated and said, So listen, I want to be very clear about this. Uh, <clears throat> yes, slavery was part of it, uh, but it was, uh, it was not the core. Okay. Slavery could be peacefully ended in America, just like Will, William Wilberforce did it uh, in other countries. Slavery eventually was going to have its end. But, see, we've got slavery going on today now with child trafficking and, and everything else and, and, and all this other stuff, and no one's talking about any of that. So, see, it's, it's, it's an issue. And Nikki Haley pointed this out. She said, I believe it was a Democrat plant that asked that question to kind of get me. Uh, what she needs to do is not play their soundbite game because she will lose. What you've you know, got to so- do is go into long-form explanations
2: and demand to be able to do so. And if they won't let you, then it's time to leave. You know, Sam, you talk about the doubling down thing, and I hate to bring in a a, a movie as an example, but you know, That's we're right. media people, and we're in, uh, we're <laughs> yeah, we're a, we're a movie and an entertainment kind of people, and we might get yeah? it. This Not is good. an older movie to some people; it's in relative recent history in my mind, but in the um, the Tom Clancy movie, Clear and Present Danger, the president okay. had a buddy of his. Owned a big yacht that was uh, that was a drug cartel kingpin kind of connection, okay. And there was an assassination occurred of his family and him on the boat. If you remember back in the movie, go look about it. And and the president's all, you know, in a twitter about the fact that man, this is going to come out in the press. He's he he was a a buddy of mine, you know, uh, you know, from my my youth, uh, you know, college buddy, blah blah blah. How do I hide this? Where do we put it away? And uh, uh, Dr. Ryan's uh, character says, well, you don't. When they bring it up, say, when they say he was, you know, you knew him, didn't you? They say, well, yeah, we were the best of friends. We were the closest of friends. We associated very, I mean, don't walk away from it. Face it head on and and then address the issue. And and that's exactly what needs to happen in these situations where where you get called on the carpet, don't try and weasel and waffle and, and uh, you know, kind of go and back that's to That's why what I, what I points. mean by double down, you've got to double that's down right. and explain
1: yourself and stand your ground. <laughs> so that's we why when the they say that Sandwich friends. was the nexus of hate and anti-government and white supremacy in America, I'm going to quadruple down against that because you don't have
2: any evidence of that whatsoever, period. It isn't true. And and then you bring out all of the issues, as I said earlier, governments a necessary evil. We're not against government; it has to be there for good purposes. But it and is we limited it and bounded. There, as long as it's not gone rogue, it it's limited and bounded by all of the rules and safeguards that we've put around it. Now we've forgotten those. I mean, we could take, for example, and talk at length. i mean, I've got a, a talk I've got to give this weekend about. Um, uh, presidential ele- eligibility. And and what's happened is we have completely abandoned that. Half the people in recent years that have run for president have been ineligible, il- both Democrats and Republicans. And the fact of the matter is that people don't even understand that anymore. You know, and, and the, we do have these things to safeguard our liberty, to prevent these people that will abuse power from getting there. And again, it's not just eligibility we talk about, but we talk about, you know, we've got to keep them accountable. If, if you know, people say, well, um, they, they took money from a pack or something like that. Well, where's the proof? Where's the pudding? Where's the, well, you look at what they do, not what they say. They may say they're a constitutionalist or conservative or whatever, whatever rings your bell and you vote for them, you know, change you can believe in, whatever. But but you look at what they do, and you judge their actions, and you say they're in or they're out. It's principles-based people. And that's why
1: I'm saying, hey, Nikki Haley started right. I'll give her credit for that. Then she failed, and she waffled. And we cannot have a president of the United States that doesn't have the guts to double down and stick with her original comments. She literally backtracks, literally then, said, oh, yeah, it is about slavery after criticism. She should say, no, it was not primarily about slavery. That's where you guys are wrong. You guys want to race bait and cause trouble over this. I tried to leave it out to not cause contention. However... You know what? Slavery was only one of the issues at hand. States' rights, are and see, she should have taken this opportunity to provide real leadership and real guidance about the historical relevance and the reality that we face. And she was, you know, she could say, "Hey, state rights have been obliterated over the Reconstruction era. We need to bring back states' rights. We need to reduce the size and the scope and the the um, uh, unconstitutional authority that the federal government has largely, uh, wrongfully, wickedly taken in a terrorism style." Uh, attitude, You say, well, whoa, Sam, you're way too far. No, we talked about this violence. You know, when you, um, if you're threatening violence or committing acts of violence, I submit to you that when they weaponize government, they're committing acts of violence. This idea that putting Sam Bushman on the congressional record as uh, the nexus of hate and anti-government white supremacy in America is a violent act against Sam Bushman because it's turning the whole government apparatus that Sam is a threat. That is a violent move, Dr. Bradley.
2: Well, like I say, they're doing it in the chambers of a judge. And that, just because it's sanitized and there's no blood splatter, uh, you can destroy people using the accouterments of power that have been draped upon some of these people that are currently in power. You know, as little respect as I have for Truman as president or anything, He had a a little placard on his desk that said "The buck stops here," and a president needs to be able to recognize that. Now Ronald Reagan forgot and stuff like that. You know, we we don't need to rehash. Either
0: he forgot
1: or he got shot and forced into line. I'm not sure which, but I know. Well, anyway, yeah,
2: he says I forgot. I for whatever, and 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 he may have been leveraged with a bullet in his chest. But at any rate, the fact of the matter is that uh, Truman had this thing: "The buck stops here." A president has to be able to say. You know what? I screwed up or yeah, I was right and here's why or this action happened and it was wrong and we need to correct it. They they need to be able to give apologies as well as ask for apologies, which is some religions Amen. have forgotten that too. But the fact of the matter is that a president needs to be presidential and they need to have principles they stand on. When when Washington took his first inauguration and he, he did an inaugural address he talked about the basis of his presidency would be public and private virtue and and he it was a sound foundation this godly heritage washington tried he cleared through his whole 8 years his farewell address brought it up again religion and morality the pillars you know those kinds of things were central and he talked often about wanting to keep his actions within constitutional boundaries. Sometimes, All right. So let me tell
1: you what I think caused the Civil War. You ready? Go ahead.
2: I think we're wickedness just about out of time, the people, though. the lack
1: of religion, and the lack of morality in the people caused the Civil War,
2: sir. Well, I th- I think that generally speaking, I mean, you know, take this broad brush. Absolutely, I mean, are we a religious and a moral people? Are we, or are we not? And if we're not, then we're on thin uh, ground. I mean, uh, Timothy Dwight in 1796 in a 4th of July speech, uh, he spoke about getting through the challenges of America, the faced America. I mean, we're talking in 1796. There were big challenges then. I mean, the Federalist stuff and everything. Okay, bottom line, he said, honoring and keeping the Sabbath day holy. That was his principle. And he gave 33 pages of talk about that. If we could do the things that we were based on originally, we'll be okay. He wanted to return to that religion and that morality.
1: Well, I want to return to God, family, and country. I want to focus on protecting life, liberty, and property. I want to turn to God rather than government. I want to acknowledge that government is a necessary evil, but I stand for And in defense of the proper role of limited constitutional government, using the principles that made America great to do it again. That's my goal. That's who we are. That's what we peacefully aspire to, if you will. To Preserve the Nation is Dr. Bradley's collegiate series on the matter. freedomsrisingsun.com is the website to check that out, along with his weekly webinars and more. God Save the Republic of the United States of America.